Weathered. The sun wasn't meant to burn. It wasn't meant to scar, to stain, to weather. But we fly too high and get too close. Icarus and I, we fall every time. Our wings dissolve, dripping wax. We forget all that we saw from up there. Down here, I can see nothing past the fog. I run to the water to find my reflection. I am no longer bold and bright. I am weathered. Why get so close to the sun? Why did I? It was never my design. I let the chance change my direction when they learned I could fly. I meant to reach the sky and the stars. I shot for the moon, hoping to land on tomorrow. I cannot open my eyes anymore. Not sure if it's the sharp brightness or pure exhaustion. Burning closed. Flying took all I had in me. Welcome to the Memento Mori Lab podcast. I'm Myra, your host and aspiring creative friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to this podcast and to everyone that subscribed or shared it. It really means the world to me. I appreciate all the support. All right, now let's get into today's episode about feeling weathered or, as the dictionary puts it, worn out by long exposure to the atmosphere. Now and then, I get this feeling of depletion, like all the energy I've ever had has evaded my body, and I can barely function. Forget about creativity. I want to sit on the couch and play Call of Duty on my phone until the end of time. I've been taking a closer look at these feelings lately because, well, I don't want to feel like that. I like doing my creative work, it makes me happy, and those moments make me feel like shit, to be honest. Feeling a bit tired and taking a day off to rest is one thing, but this weathered feeling is a whole nother issue. It feels deeper. It definitely doesn't feel like rest will do the trick. It's more like throw everything to the air and disappear, kind of thing. The poem we heard in the beginning is one of the reasons why I think this depletion of energy happens. The way I see it is that our minds are restless. Creative minds are even more agitated. While we derive energy from creating and bringing ideas to life, we waste energy on a whole bunch of other things. Some creators tend to lean over to the obsessive side of things, like artists painting similar things over and over. They feel more energized, finding nuances between each brush stroke and so on. Others find their energy in the new, trying new things, new mediums, different approaches and so on. And some of us even oscillate between the two. Not to mention, 
there are a lot more distinctions we could make regarding creative energy. And even if you don't see yourself as a creative person at all, there are still things in life that make you feel more energized and other things that completely drain your energy, right? Sometimes we do the same job we hate for so long that we feel weathered. Day by day, the sun burns us a bit more until we have nothing left. Maybe the sun is what we think we want or what we think we should want. As we start flying, we get pulled in by the sun's brightness like a moth and we forget why we wanted to fly in the first place. For instance, you get a job that you didn't want, but you had to get one. It's a good job, it pays well. Suddenly, your family is proud of you. You're making money and you're starting to grow in the company. The sun is already burning you, but you can't feel it just yet. At first, it just feels warm. Years go by until one day you look yourself in the mirror and you barely recognize the person looking back. They are weathered. But it's not because we decided to fly. I think it happens because we were flying towards the sun instead of our wants and dreams. You know, instead of what truly energizes us, we chase what we think we are supposed to or We chase something in search of other people's approval. Of course, this is a slow burn on a macro level, right? It could take years and years until you feel the burn of the sun. But I think if we look close enough, we can see the weathering taking place every single day. The poem we started off with can also be an analogy for the distraction traps we fall into throughout the day, right? I mean, mindlessly scrolling through Instagram or TikTok takes away all the energy we could use to do something that would make us truly happy. We don't realize how many things we do throughout our days that feel draining rather than energizing. We do most of them automatically and we don't realize their impact. And sometimes it's not even something we do. It's just something we think about, over and over and over. While our thoughts keep spinning like a washing machine, they use up all our energy to keep it spinning. Then we sit down to do our creative stuff and we are already exhausted. So much so that we postpone it for tomorrow and just sit on the couch half dead. And even then, our minds continue to hammer thoughts inside our heads about how lazy we are and about how we should do something right now instead of sitting on the couch. Well, how can we do anything at all when we spend all our fucking energy spinning this thought machine? Since it's New Year and by now most of us already gave up on our New Year's resolutions, I thought this topic might help us have a better year, despite all the fucked up things going on in the world. When we are kids, we are full of energy. But I don't think that feeling has anything to do with age. I've seen many older people carry all the energy in the world. I believe that in part it has to do with our thoughts and actions. The good news is 
we have some control over both of those things. Obviously, there are many other factors such as mental health, chemical imbalances and so on, which must be considered when we think about feeling energized or weathered. But I am not an expert of any kind and I will leave those topics to people with the right credentials. So, in attempting to not burn my wings, lately I've been trying to notice the things that energize me and the ones that don't. Maybe you can do that exercise too and it might help you see things differently. I did it through writing because I find it easier that way, like uh, journaling. For example, I asked myself questions like, what are the things that I do that make me feel like shit afterward? Or what are the things I dread the most? What are the things that are draining my soul? Looking at it on paper gives you a different look at life and it might give you some useful insights. You can think in terms of past years, months or days, I don't know. Perhaps some of the things on that list can be avoided altogether, or at least we can slightly change our approach. If it's a bad habit, we can make it harder for ourselves to actually do them. A silly example of something I did is taking Instagram out of the first screen when I unlock my phone. It's silly, but it helps because when I unlock my phone, my brain has a second to think if it really wants to go there instead of automatically clicking on it. Or if we keep overthinking the same things, we can catch ourselves doing it and have specific strategies to stop doing it. Like if you know you're gonna overthink X, Y and Z, next time you catch yourself doing it, you will get a piece of paper and write it all down, all of it. And look, for sure, a lot of the things that drain us are unavoidable. You know, like uh, work stuff, house chores, bureaucracies and so on. But the fact that we are aware of them will already allow us to protect some of our energy in a way. Knowing the things that drain you might also help you find ways to make them more enjoyable or less dreadful. Even if you don't feel like a creative person, maybe injecting some creativity into these tasks and into your life might actually energize you. Another option is to perhaps create a reward system. Yeah, just because we are humans doesn't mean we are above a simple treat training practice. You know, like if you do something every day of the week and you did it well, you deserve a reward. Then you can also create a list regarding the activities that give you life. You know, the things that make you happy and pumped when you're doing them. Those activities need to be more present. We need to find a way to make them part of our lives a little bit more. For example, if you feel super happy when you draw, cook or dance, then you need to do something related to that every day. Even if it's one drawing, one egg on a toast, one song. You can take it even further and schedule these moments of joy right before the dreadful task. When I managed to do that, 
I do feel like they are less depleting and much less painful. I'm not gonna say they are enjoyable, but you know, less horrible, let's say. My point is, life can wear us out. The atmosphere around us, our surroundings, all impact us. And we have this whole other atmosphere inside of us that we often overlook or try and avoid the best we can. But you know, volcanoes erupt, whether we are looking at them or not. If we were looking, we would have seen the signs. When a river dam bursts, we are all surprised, but maybe if we had looked closer, we would see them weathered, worn out, tired, and asking for help. That brings us to another poem. Weather Within Some days are rainy, others are dry. Some have three hours, others 75. Today the storm was on the inside. The sky was bright and white, no harsh lights, no sharp shadows, no warmth, no wind. The bitter darkness rested within. Not to be seen from the outside, still no warmth, no wind. The emptiness draws so much space Nothing else fits. Can you hear the hollow drops? It rains, it pours, it drowns. Outside it's bright and white. The day goes on, the storm grows strong. Oscillating between hope and despair, okay, not okay, yay, nay, go, stay, try, cry, move, why? Outside it's polite and kind. Silent desperation spreads in stillness. Unfinished thoughts flood my mind. The more I learn, the less I know. The more I try, the less I do. Each word on paper is another part of me no longer mine. Until there's nothing left, except for tomorrow's forecast. With winds of never-written lines heat waves of mixed up memories between rhymes and snowstorm warnings echoing behind each breath. Once filled with oblivious joy raised by ignorance and urgency, loudly desperate to fit in, to stand out, to belong. Inside, weathered, tempered, barely existing. Clearly, global warming arrived and times have changed. The inside exists with a world of its own, no longer ignored, rushed, or hushed. It rains, it pours, it drowns. Looking inside and out, the forecasts are rarely right. Taking a moment to check in with ourselves is vital. It can really help us find more joy and maybe even avoid some pain. We owe that to ourselves, we deserve that. 
in hindsight, I think that's even why I started writing poems in the first place. This one in particular was me really looking within and trying to navigate these storms that happen on the inside while we bathe in the sun and smile to the world. I hope this episode helps you in some way, shape or form and that maybe you find little pockets of energy and joy among the hardships of being human. What is the one thing that energizes you the most? Hit me up on Instagram at memento.mori.lab and let's chat. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and to share with your friends who might be feeling a little bit weathered too. Thanks for hanging around till the end. See ya.